Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Hour number three. Getting you ready for uh, coming up on Monday night. Packers and Raiders out at the uh, the giant Roomba. <laughs> Beautiful place. It is going to be great because it's going to be um, kind of a, doing a little recon, getting ready for Super Bowl this year. That's where the Super Bowl is going to be. So uh, it's going to be great out in Vegas just to get a little bit of recon. Our guy Mike Clemens going to be on the ground, and we'll be uh, you know talking with Mike a lot. Obviously, the uh, Green and Gold post game show coming up immediately following the contest on uh, on Monday night. So make sure you tune right here to many of these same stations and or the app or YouTube or however it is. You want to uh, take a look at the ball game, whatever you, uh, however you kind of consume us, I guess is the best way to put it. However you kind of consume us, we're uh, always here for you. Um, we'll get back into the phone calls and such coming up here in just a little bit. Stick around for that because uh, we got so much coming up. We were talking about, um, we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier. We were talking about the uh, question that is Vic Tafer, by the way, coming up at the bottom of the hour, bottom of the hour. I think I said top of the hour. He's bottom of the hour. So I want to go back to, we were talking about coming into this hour, Bethany uh, had asked the question over on the live stream and said, what is the identity of this team under Matt LaFleur? So I think if you look at, it, it, go through some of the teams in the National Football League right now, okay? You've got uh, a team like Buffalo. Their identity is, if you want to say, uh, kind of runs with Josh Allen. Their identity is that they have a pretty solid defense, uh, they should, at some point, get their defense back to full strength. Uh, they're kind of a grinder type of team, but they they do have the capability for an aerial circus and to be able to put it up when Josh Allen's right, right? Dan Campbell's team, the, the Lions, they just they want to punch you in the mouth. They want to beat you in the trenches. That's what they want to do. They want to win there. The Dolphins have become a speedster of a team. They got team speed to spare, right? That's what they do. They've got so much speed. Their, their team is about getting out, getting fast, getting quick, and you can't catch them. That's what, they're, that's what they're, they're, their team is. You know, if you start to look at some of the, some of the ways. The, I mean, even like, say, Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Their, their identity is their defense. One of the best defenses, one of the most opportunistic defenses, and a get-after-the-quarterback defense. San Francisco, which is going to be a great game. These two teams play one another this weekend. Uh, and that's coming up on, uh, the, I think that's the night game on Sunday night. But you've got the uh, San Francisco 49ers. They're, they're, they're getting it done with Mr. Irrelevant. And it's Shanahan with motion and movement. And then they've got a staunch defense. But they got, you know, really skilled players in a lot of the, the skill position areas. You know, they get after it. They, they also, with Bosa and company, they want to get after you. They want to knock you down. They want to take the ball away, force you into, into problems. And then on top of it, They've got a ton of motion, ton of movement, and different weapons in different areas. Offensively, they can hit, right? Um, you know, the Jets, their identity was their defense. They were a punch-you-in-the-mouth defense. They were going to win with Quinn and Williams and company in the trenches. That's what they, that's what they have. Uh, the Eagles, the Eagles have a grinded-out offense. They're going to grind on you. They're big up front. They like to beat up on you. Jalen Hurts has really kind of emerged into the league as a really solid quarterback. They're undefeated at this point. And then they've got a defense that it, also, same thing, they like to beat you in the trenches and they like to take the ball away. So when you talk about identity, you know, 
the, the coaches, McDaniel has the speed. Shanahan has the creativity. Andy Reid has the adaptability. You know, that we're not going to be denied, and we, we can adapt to anything. You know, for a while it was Bill Belichick. We're always going to punch you in the mouth and take away your best asset. And then we're going to put you on a level playing field, and we're going to beat you that way. You know? So in a lot of those cases, you've got an identity. What is the identity of the Green Bay Packers? Kind of makes you kind of fall silent, doesn't doesn't it? Well, Bill, you were just talking about the Eagles and the Dolphins and, and all those other teams. A good team identity is centered around that team's best player or players, right? Like the Eagles, we right. have good line play, so that's our identity. Right. The Packers, they have some really nice players. I don't know if they always make that their identity. You know, we could talk about Aaron Jones or Jair earlier, right? Jair, they gave Jair a bunch of money. They obviously love him but they're afraid to let him play one-on-one. It's like, well, where's the identity? It's supposed to be through your best players, and I don't know if the Packers have quite figured that out. Yeah. I mean, go back to when the Packers won the championship. They were an aerial circus and an opportunistic defense. They didn't punch you in the mouth, but they were opportunistic. And they just always knew it was a track meet. You can't, you can't, you can't catch us. You know, if you're going to cover Jordy, we're going to go to James. If you're going to cover James, we're going to go to Donald. If we're going to go to Donald, we're going to go to Greg. We're, you know, they always had something. So, and, you know, and they weren't necessarily a punch-you-in-the-mouth defense under Mike McCarthy and Dom Capers, but they were opportunistic. It was like, look, we'll bend, we're not going to break, and we're going to take away the ball. We're going to rely on bringing Charles Woodson and company from different areas, Nick Collins from different areas, Tremont William from different areas, where we got the ability to go downfield and play man up, so that way we can get to get to the passer with Clay Matthews and company. You know, and and they had a big rotation of beef up front. So, what is the identity under Matt Lafleur? Since Matt Lafleur has taken over, what is the identity of the Green Bay Packers? Is it uh, a team of tough guys? Harbaugh? Harbaugh with, with Baltimore? And Tomlin with uh, Pittsburgh? Both of those guys, they want to punch you in the face. They're hard-ass coaches. Although Harbaugh got a little publicly snipped over the whole Lamar Jackson thing this offseason. But think about that. You know, McDaniel, uh, Mike McDaniel down in, in Miami it tends to be this, you know, almost this matrix cerebral guy. He's going to figure it out and give you all the opportunities to make the best plays, you know? So what is the identity of the Green Bay Packers? If you had to say a Matt LaFleur coach team is, what adjective or words would you, would you put behind that? Man, a team coached by Matt LaFleur is what? Man, a team coached by, you know, uh, Andy Reid, man, they're adaptable. They're tough. They got a good mentality. They're very well coached. Man, a team coached by Shanahan, you know you're going to see creativity. You know you're going to see. You know what I mean? You you know you're going to see this. You know, a team even with Robert Sala, he's kind of a, you know, kind of a hard ass. I mean, that was his identity last year with the defense. We're going to be tough. We're going to be strong. We're going to get after the quarterback. You know, okay. What is a team 
when you say a team coach by Matt LaFleur is? What 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 would it, what would the adjectives be? Uh, Brett says I would say finesse. Chris says inconsistent. George says rebuilding. Um, George also says it was Aaron Rodgers' team. What is the team? If you had to say what the identity of this team is, what would you describe it as? <laughs> Kyle says a team coached by Matt LaFleur is great at finger painting. I don't know that you're going to get a lot of pointing. Uh, I would assume is what you're saying. Well, finger, <laughs> finger painting too, probably, Bill. I don't know that you're going to get a lot of positive but... answers if you ask. Yeah, that question. I, I just, I, but it, I think it's it, rather than the sarcasm. I mean, if you just think about it, what is it? If I had to sit here today and I say, and I would say, the identity of this team is, I would say, always searching. They're always searching for an identity. I, they, they just, you know, think about it. it. You know, under Aaron Rodgers, it was always trying to get everybody on the same page. They were searching for the identity. You know, defensively speaking with Joe Barry, they're searching for an identity. They're trying to get it right. You know, I, I, it, it, they're, they're always searching. They're always pointing out the reasons of failure. Dean says soft. Chris says, uh, we'll have to look at the tape. <laughs> nice. Uh, but but that's th- th- has this team ever come out and just punch somebody in the face and just beat somebody's ass? Just manned up and just ground somebody into the ground? I When? I can't remember that. The Maybe word- Dallas? Dallas last year? That was probably the last time you've seen a team really kind of execute in all three phases. But they fell behind in that game. They had to, they had yeah. to come back and, and take right. advantage of some bad luck. My word would, if I was trying to think of a positive one, maybe be clever. I think they can be a clever kind of frisky, sneaky offense where you watch me and you think, oh, that's, that's, that's clever. That's sharp. Yeah. But not, you know, overpowering or overwhelming or, or anything right. like that. Yeah. I, I, that, you know, so the question that was brought up by Bethany over in the live stream a little while ago is a great question because we don't, we always talk about, well, you're searching for your identity. You're, you're trying to figure this out and blah, blah, blah. And, they, they, in my opinion, they don't have one. They're a team that's still, to this day, even with Matt LaFleur here for three, four years, they're still trying to figure it out. The, because the first two years, the first two years, the identity was make Aaron Rodgers happy. That, that was the first two years of Matt LaFleur's tenure. The first year was getting on the same page with Aaron. The second year, remember, Aaron had threatened whether or not he was or wasn't going to come back and this and that. And, and then it was get the quarterback back. And then the last year was, you know, you just had to wait for all the crap to go on. And, and then it was, you know, I guess he could say his Matt LaFleur's identity was snipped because it was Aaron Rodgers' team. And now this year you're trying to get an identity back. What would that identity be? And I, I think until you play that complete game in a way that you drew it up right now, I would say if I had to say the identity of the Green Bay Packers at this point is, I would say incomplete because they're still searching for that identity. They'd get the incomplete. 
877-867-1670. I want your opinion. You can go ahead and give us a call, 877-867-1670. You can also shoot us an email if you want to do that, if it's easier. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. If you're over on uh, the live stream, whether it's YouTube, Twitch TV, Facebook, Live, Kick, whatever, uh, respond over there. Go to YouTube.com slash Show, and then you just click the subscribe or the bell or whatever the hell it is. Just pound the hell out of it and follow us there. But I'd really love to know what what your opinion of this team is, because that's a that's a terrific question. What is the what is the identity of the Green Bay Packers? Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031-2023. Good to have you back. Enjoying the day today. Good Friday. Breezy, that's for sure, but uh, still a good Friday. Hey, uh, coming up on Monday night, if you're looking for a place, maybe downtown, nice relaxing place to go and uh, maybe watch the game or uh, have an event, or you want to book it for something coming up, be a holiday party for a, a group of 100 or less, uh, that's our friends at Northern Lights Event Venue, northernlightseventvenue.com. It is really cool, and uh, you see some pictures there on the live stream. They've got an upstairs lounge, downstairs full bar. They've got a dining area. They've got a place to do photo shoots, uh, play some music, uh, if it's weddings, rehearsal dinners, business events, whatever it happens to be, they've got you covered. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Dot com really cool place and uh, in downtown Milwaukee so we might even do a post game show down there at some point just because it's so cool maybe just do a, our own watch party which uh, might not be a bad way to go Bill do you ever just book post game shows or huddles at bars because you just want to go hang out there I mean be yes. honest okay yes yes <laughs> absolutely I love that. absolutely uh, the one problem with that is that um, it, when you do that you want to drink. And I don't when I'm on the air. So that's the only problem with that because I get into those venues and we have a great time and people are partying. But it is work because I'm usually online and I'm watching a game and I'm trying to write notes down and stuff. And you tend to get, you know, I guess the term would be lose focus, uh, much like a Matt LaFleur team. And you would lose focus. So it it makes it a little bit difficult. But for the most part, it's, uh, yeah, when I just want to get out and go enjoy a game, 
you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, otherwise, if we're, you know, obviously, if it, <coughs> excuse me, if it's a home game, if it's a home game, we're up at Lambeau. Uh, but if it's a road game, especially a long road game that we're not at, then there is something to be said for sitting down uh, either here in the studio or in the great room where it's on an 85-inch big screen and you've got your table and notes and all that stuff in front of you, and it's really easy to work because it's it's like watching it in a theater. Uh, but, you know, when you, when you want to go to a bar and just have a good time, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, that's the reason I'll do that. By the way, i got to ask you something. Um, so Brett said he's heading to Madison uh, for the game tomorrow. And I don't know if that means he's heading there right now. Uh, he said, on the way to Madison for the uh, Badgers game tomorrow, any recommendations to hit up this weekend? So we, where do you hang? Because I go to the Badger Badger Brewing Company. I've been there. Uh, there's a terrific uh, – there's a place called Bonfire Grill that's right down the road from the radio station I love. I, I go there as well. But if you're going more towards campus, where would you go, Grant? Well, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I didn't go to school here, and I'm not real familiar with the goings-on uh, on game day. But in Madison proper, genuinely speaking, I don't really go anywhere. I mostly hang out in my apartment. But – I do really like a bar called uh, Crystal Corner over on Willie Street, uh, and that's okay. a that's a ways away. But if you're looking to get away from the hustle and bustle of uh, of the tailgate, or maybe go out somewhere tonight or tomorrow night and get out of Dodge and away from all those annoying college kids, I really right. like that bar. Um, uh, otherwise, I mean, State Street to me is, I mean, it's a ball. I just don't know it very well because I didn't go to school here. Well, obviously, uh, there's a couple of different places. There's um, the red zone, if you're going to be out on game day, you want to go to the red zone. Uh, and I got a couple of people that have told me the Scotty bar is really good. Uh, there's, um, what's the other one, um, that Chris took us to, oh God. Um, uh, the, uh, the Mason lounge, Mason lounge is another good one. We went to the Mason lounge a couple, been there a couple of times and you know, obviously you can go over near campus and find damn near anything. There's Whiskey Jack's Saloon, which is oh, yeah. uh, a good one over in that area. You um, go to Red Rock, ride the Mechanical Bull. Are you a Mechanical Bull guy, Bill? Uh, I don't mind watching people ride the Mechanical Bull. I'll tell you that right damn now. Good answer. That's, <laughs> that's you know, I'm I'm not necessarily the Mechanical Bull rider, but I uh, I will I will do that in a heartbeat. By the way, Bonfire, uh, which is the Bonfire American Grill, uh, I've been there numerous times. That's a great place, and I, a couple people have said that. There's the uh, the Badger Tavern. There is there's a steakhouse over in that area. God, I can't think of the name of it. Ah, oh, it's killing me. There's a steakhouse over in that area, and I can't remember what the hell the name of it is. Ah, uh, maybe I'll, I'll think of it. But uh, God, we go there all the time whenever we have like uh, client meetings. That's usually one of the places we go, and I can't think of the name of it. There's uh, the Badger Tavern. Um, God, I can't think of the name of the place. But I, I'll eventually think of it. But also the Badger uh, Brewing Company is just awesome. I love that place, too. So uh, just a few places to kind of think of. A few places to go to. Uh, 877-867-1670. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, by the way, we're going to talk with Vic Tafer. He is going to join us. And uh, kind of looking at the, the eye of the enemy, so to speak, he's with The Athletic, and he covers the Las Vegas Raiders. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk with him. Uh, Eco Tap on Main Street, they're saying uh, the Triangle District. Uh, Rick says uh, the Tornado Room for Steaks, Judge Smell's Judge burner account. So all you, usually all you got to do is ask in this program, and suddenly all of our, our our beverage and bar friends and restaurant friends come out of the woodwork to say, yeah, you got to go, got to go do this. So <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, there's a few suggestions right there. 
Bonfire I love because Bonfire, not overly expensive, casual place, huge bar, and I eat at the bar. Uh, huge bar with TVs, and it's just a good place to go. And it's kind of a you can do it for a date night, or you can just do it for you know group of people getting together to go have drinks or what have you. And it's right off of the Beltline, so you can zip to a hotel or wherever it is you're going to go. So a lot of good stuff. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This is from uh, Chris. Chris says, uh, "Hey Bill, if I had to describe Matt Lafleur's team and their identity, I would say soft." Everything about Matt LaFleur screams soft. His demeanor, his speech, even the way he acts on the sideline. He is always soft, and that's the team. That's the team's reflection on his coaching style. It would be soft. And that's from Chris. Chris, appreciate the email. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, I know guys would be pissed in the locker room, but overall perception becoming reality. It would be kind of soft. It would be the defense is folded at the most inopportune moments. The offense is sputtered at the most inopportune moments. They have gotten beat, <clears throat> specifically this year. They have got their ass handed to them in the first half of ball games, to the point where they finally – it's almost like they're on the ropes and they've got their hands up and the, the other team's pummeling them, and then they take that hit to the jaw where they're dazed and they go, okay, I better wake up and start playing now. That's – kind of the way I feel about this Packers team right now. That that might be a great way to describe them. It's just soft and searching. They don't have one right now. Young? Yeah, okay. I, the whole young thing, though, and everybody wants to talk about that, I don't feel – what I feel like is they got younger by getting rid of old players. They didn't get younger because of an infusion of youth, if that makes sense. <clears throat> 877-867-1670. Uh, Larry in Whitefish Bay. Larry, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hi. Hey, thanks uh, for taking the call. And um, quick question um, now, if you're, the, if you're the coach of Oakland and you're uh, studying the Packers' uh, first few games, how would you attack the Packers' defense I would run, run, run right at them until they could stop me. And then a couple of quick outs and then over the top because they just haven't proven that they can do that. They can stop that continuously. So I would run the ball at them until they stopped me. And then when they did, it would be quick outs that have turned into big gains. And then when they start pressing up and biting, then I go over the top and beat them. Yeah, you know, what bugs me uh, is uh, when the Packers have two defensive linemen, um, and and the, the, and there's a big gap between the two. It's like you can drive a truck right through them. Mm-hmm. Um, even even uh, in some of the instances where it's like second and short or third and short, they still have two defensive linemen, and and their two safeties are playing way back. And yep. I thought, what kind of what kind of coaching job is that? It's death by a thousand cuts. I've talked about that for years. Why are you pulling your 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 nose tackle off the field and exposing the middle area when Quay Walker is not that good at run stuffing to begin with? You know what I mean? And, and when yeah. Vondre Campbell's there, it's a little bit different, but he's got the banged up ankle and has pretty much all season. So to me, I, I don't know why they do that, but that's something that you and I get we we we, we get driven nuts by it. Yeah, and how would you how would you uh, stop the Packer offense or, or you make it tough on Jordan Love? 
Uh, I, which is a great question. Appreciate the phone call. I got to run here at the bottom of the hour. But how would I get after them? My first thing would be to pressure him as much as I possibly can because the offensive line against uh, Detroit specifically looked terrible. They looked terrible. And they couldn't run the ball, and I would just keep putting pressure on him. That That's what I would do. I'd go – uh, I'd go a little press man and or zone coverage. I'd bring safeties off the edge. I'd bring pressure from every direction until he proves he can handle it, until he proves he can figure it out. He has missed some throws, and that is going to come with time, um, you know, as he gets quicker in his reads, and that's the only way to get that is with experience. But I would pressure the hell out of him until he couldn't handle it anymore, until the offensive line looked like they were going to throw their hands in the air because they have proven over the last two games – that specifically early on when teams have gotten after them and beat them in the trenches, they look dazed and confused. And that's where you win a lot of ball games. Let's do this. We're going to step away. Vic Tafer is going to join us. He is with uh, the uh, the Athletic, and he covers the Raiders. We'll get kind of the eye on the enemy coming up here in just a few. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Cruise Planners. Now, it's land and cruise vacations, not just cruise. But if you're starting to think about maybe throwing the snow shovel away come February or January or March, that's the way to do it. That's our friends over there at Cruise Planners. Whether it's heading down to an all-inclusive, maybe you want to go to the Bahamas, maybe you want to go internationally, or maybe you just want to take a trip and go see the Brewers during spring training. He can hook you up depending on what way you want to go. That's the way to do it. Check out Kirk and the gang over at Cruise Planners. 262, anywhere in the continental U.S., by the way. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. That's our friends over there at Cruise Planners. Vic Tafer. Works for The Athletic, covers the Raiders. Coming up next in the Bill Michael. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. Thanks to everybody watching over on the live stream as well. Good crowd over there today. Good stuff, as always. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, you can do so. Uh, we'll get back into uh, taking some uh, phone calls coming up here in a little while. Right now, though, uh, Vic Tafer uh, joining us on the hotline. He's the senior writer for The Athletic and covers the Raiders. The Raiders hosting the Packers coming up on Monday night out in Vegas. Vic, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing well. Um, first of all, g- give me your uh, opinion of the magnanimous uh, uh, to this game, I guess, because the Packers need it in the worst way. And you've got uh, a Raiders team that's kind of flailing a little bit as well. They're two teams trying to figure out the I- identity, trying to get, kind of put it, uh, the ship back on on the floating path, so to speak, correct? Yeah, for sure. And for the Raiders, I think it's, um, you know, they're all big games. It was a really big game because I think you really can't go one and four and have any real hopes of uh, doing anything this season. So I think for them, you know, they got a winnable stretch. They look at it. They got the, um, the Packers, the Patriots, and the Bears coming up. So that's pretty much their season. They got to at least go two and one or else um, that's not going to be good. 
You've got uh, these two teams. When it comes to their ranks, offensively speaking, they're real similar. You got total offense. The 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 Raiders are twenty sixth. The Packers are twenty seventh. The rush offense, they're thirty two. The Packers are thirtieth. I mean, it's teams like they just can't figure it out and can't get out of their own way. They've got one or two weapons, much like Devontae Adams. He's I think third or fourth in total targets this season out of everybody in the National Football League. But they're just trying to figure out the identity. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, that uh, when he went down, I mean, obviously they were missing their starting quarterback, but Jordan Love's trying to figure out. these. I don't expect a lot of points in this game because they just don't score a lot of points and they can't get out of their own way offensively with a lot of pre-snap problems, right? Yeah, you would think. I mean, the Raiders' defense is not very good, so the Packers may be in luck there. And for the Raiders, I think it's all been about you know, Josh Jacobs, little league in rushing last year, I think this year, uh, team so far, defense is up. But you know what? We're going to stack the box for eight, nine guys up here, and you're not going to beat us. Devontae can have his 120 yards, but uh, you're not going to win the game with, with Josh Jacobs. So I think last week we saw a little switch up. They started throwing the ball more often out of the backfield. That might be a weapon on Monday. But for them, they have to get Josh Jacobs going and have any chance to, um, to score points and to win games. Give me your thoughts on, on Josh McDaniels because he's been trying to put his stamp on this team for a while. The offense has been uh, skittish at best, but we, we were talking about the identity of Matt LaFleur's teams, and they've been searching for the most part. It's been Aaron, either Aaron Rodgers' team or it's been somewhat of a softer team. Give me your thoughts on Josh McDaniels and the identity of the Raiders. Yeah, it's not been good. I mean, I think so, so far through last year and this year, it's been a team that will hang around. And find a way to lose. I think that's been the identity so far. I think last year, you know, the excuse was that he and Derek Carr didn't quite click. That was supposed to be a huge offense with Derek and Devontae coming to play with his old college buddy, and there's going to be you know, a lot of points here, but it didn't happen. So uh, this year they went with the whole, like, hey, we'll bring somebody in who knows his system and Garoppolo. And if there's familiarity there, and they're going to, like, you know, that'll be much more advanced than it was last year as far as the ability to kind of take off running when season started so that hasn't been the case clearly uh, I think um, so the offense I don't think has scored 20 points yet this season and he's supposed to be an offensive guy so that's that's not a good sign the uh, like you had mentioned they don't uh, stop to run real well there the Packers certainly don't either the Packers uh, I don't know if they're going to have an advantage in that particular area with a healthy Aaron Jones or not but uh, getting this team up and running I, I I keep thinking to myself, one of these two teams have to make a defensive statement at some point. I mean, the offenses are obviously both capable of scoring some points. They're not up to par yet. But doesn't one of these defenses have to smack somebody in the mouth at some point and and, and deny to be able to say, okay, we're going to play a more physical game? Because the Packers have been terrible in the first half of the last two ball games. Yeah, I mean, that'd be nice. I think for the Raiders, the, the problem is that, you know, I said Max Crosby, not a lot of guys there can do that. I mean, he's down on the player, but teams are definitely trying to, you know, these two or three guys and chip against him and trying to keep him from not having a huge impact on the game. And he still does. And last, last week he had two sacks and we had a third and for a penalty. So he's one of the top players in the league. He's a guy that has to really uh, make big-time plays for them to have any chance to win on, on, on Monday. What was the expectation for the Raiders coming into the season? It's a good question. I think there wasn't really ever a clear answer because obviously when you have, you know, Max Crosby and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, you're, have, you have know, elite talent. They so should be vying for the for the playoffs but also there's also kind of a semi every uh, building got built from within our draft has been bad the last five years you got to really focus on the draft and try and build this the quote-unquote right way which kind of buys you time if you're a new regime so they kind of were in the middle kind of like a which is not a great approach to have and then um and so far it hasn't even worked out that well so i think it's kind of like a, you know we want to win but we want to build it the right way and have a sustainable model for, for the future 
Is this a defense and the Raiders that's looking at this Packers offensive line thinking, you know, there's an opportunity here, no David Bakhtiari. They have not looked good over the last couple of weeks. Like Max Crosby and company can just uh, get after Jordan Love. Because to me, if you're going to beat Jordan Love, you're going to pressure him until he beats you. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal, I think. And, and a big part of that would be Tyree Wilson, their first-round pick, who's you know, struggled so far. And, yeah, there's valid excuses. Yeah, I think coming off foot surgery and he missed most of training camp. So it's only been four weeks. I don't want to call the guy a buster or get too carried away. But it's not been an impact thus far. And he's had some adjustments. And it just doesn't get off the ball real quick off the snap right now, which is an issue for him. But um, you see the power. You see the athlete athleticism. So if he can flash and break through it this weekend on Monday night, that would be, be big for him. Well, the Packers have not been totally at full strength, and even Christian Watson's been a little bit nicked up and finally get uh, gets a chance to play against Detroit. With the weapons the Packers have, or the lack thereof might be the best way to put it, uh, Do how, how are the Raiders when it comes to coverage? Because that's going to be another issue for Jordan Love and company. A little spotty. I mean, they've had, they brought in Marcus Peters, who uh, you know used to be a great player. Uh, I'm not sure he is anymore. He's all right, but he's not a great cover guy at this point in his career. And the rookie they have on the other end, on the other side, of Jacorian Bennett, uh, he definitely shows signs of being a guy who's going to be uh, a legitimate starter in the future. Uh, obviously, his growing pains as a rookie. He's made some mistakes, but he's a good tackler, and he's aggressive, and I think you know, he projects well. I'm not sure he's there quite yet, but I think you could see him being an important player for them in the future. What is the? Uh, what were the fans? What are the fans kind of – because we all know the fans, the Raider fans are so – I mean, they're very passionate like Packers fans are. So give me your thoughts uh, as the fans have been kind of, I don't want to say mistreated to some bad football, but treated to some relatively bad football when you say, just like you mentioned earlier, this team finds a way to lose. Yeah, it's not good. They're definitely getting frustrated. There was a, a video that went viral last weekend in L.A. where some fans were going at Mark Davis in the owner's box, and he uh, – they replied to him to smarten up, which I'm not sure what that means. But um, just like, yeah, they're obviously very frustrated. Last year, um, last offseason, they were so excited when they got Devontae Adams. And it was a clear, it seemed like a clear mandate. We're trying to win it all now. We got the best receiver in football. We do have two high drafts for him, but we're definitely going to you know, put our flag in the ground. This is, this is our time, and it didn't work out. And now they're kind of taking a step backwards. So it's been. I want to say one one winning season or two winning seasons in 21 years. So um, it's just not good. Covering Vic Tafer, uh, he covers the Raiders, uh, and you can find him at Vic Tafer over on uh, Twitter. Uh, talk about Devontae Adams for a minute. Uh, I know he's he's pretty outspoken about what he wants, and he always walks around like he's mad at the world. But is is he content, or is he looking to kind of in some way, shape, or form start to kind of talk his way out of uh, out of Las Vegas? I think it's the key word for him is frustrated. I think, obviously, he came, like I mentioned, he came here last year with much different um, goals, what appear to be, you know, viable now. I think last year, the talk the Super Bowl and rings, and, you know, him and Derek are going to really take off and they're going to win games. He left Green Bay, but in part because their future there wasn't secure after Rodgers left. He wasn't maybe always sold on Jordan Love. So I think he was looking to come here with a new start and it's kind of gone the, the other direction. Um, obviously, he's going to pay a lot of money. He likes it in Vegas. I think he wants to be the guy here, the face of the franchise. So I think that's why it makes it even more frustrating. But, um, yeah, I think he's trying his best not to be too you know, disgruntled and this weekend, this week's game will be a big one. I think if you lose to the Packers on national TV, it's not going to help his uh, his psyche and his uh, his mental mental state. Is this uh, talk to me about the excitement of the Super Bowl coming there this year? Because that uh, that place got to be off the hook. I mean, they've hosted so many big things. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the Super Bowl is a different animal. 
It is kind of weird because it's kind of not really been the focal point. There's a big F1 race coming, I think, in November here, which is kind mm-hmm. of they're redoing the whole strip. And there's like there's all kinds of controversy because they're blocking the hotels' views. They're gonna charge money if you want to see you know, from the hotel um, area. So there's a huge there's a lot going on with the F1. That's a huge. They're kind of redoing the whole city for one for one race. So that's kind of been the, the more of the focal point right now. But once that's over, I'm sure all energy will be towards Super Bowl. People are excited about it, but I think the F1 thing kind of is like a looming, a looming shadow right now. All right, buddy. I appreciate it, Vic. Uh, we will see you out there, and then we'll see you again come uh, February for a Super Bowl run, and looking forward to talking to you then, okay? All right, bud. Take care. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Vic Tafer, if you can uh, read his stuff, follow him over on uh, Twitter, at Vic Tafer, T-A-F-U-R. You can also read his stuff in The Athletic, and he covers the Raiders uh, and such. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, – <laughs> It's, uh, like he said, Devontae wants to win. He wants to be the face of the franchise. He wants all these different things. He's frustrated, and he's not good at holding back. That's for damn sure. So uh, you kind of wonder if this season goes horribly south and they end up getting beat by the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. And let's just say the Packers do fire on all cylinders, and it's they get beat in humiliating fashion. Then what? Then what do you think that you're going to hear out of uh, Devontae Adams? Uh, 877-867-1670, Coming up here after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Mike Clemens up in Green Bay. And Mike will be with us the first couple of segments of the next hour. And then after that, Mike's going to head into the locker room. We'll have uh, some of the uh, some of the buy or sell and what do we miss. And then we're going to round things out. But uh, stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Veterans America. They, as they say, own the land you defend. And uh, they can get you bought when it comes to a little bit looser credit requirements, uh, no down payment, the PMI, and such. And uh, if you are a veteran, uh, Jim uh, Mercado, James Mercado over there, they just want to talk to you. Uh, just give them a shot. Own the land you defend. That's their motto. And if you want to give them a call anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, 262-745-3333, whether it's getting qualified for a loan, uh, first loan, uh, getting ready to sell your home, you want to refinance things, maybe you want to get out of something that you maybe got into via another credit union, we'll say, call him, 262-745-3333. He works directly with veterans two six two and military members, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Own the land you defend. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031-2023.
The music venue is just about ready. Just about ready. Out there at Steel Tank Brewing. Uh, I'm Actually, I'm going to try to get out there this weekend at some point and go in and check it out. But uh, I've been kind of craving the, the Italian sandwich as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, out at Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc, man, I can't wait for that thing to open up. It is uh, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. And they are open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday. But the music venue, oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Catching some bands and such out there. So excited about that. That Steel Tank Brewing Company in Oconomowoc. Make sure you tell them we sent you. And uh, once they start cranking up the tunes, uh, we're going to be there. We'll see you out there for sure. For sure. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Uh, go ahead and uh, give us a shout. Um, this one is from uh, Ansay, who says, do you think that Rich Bisaccia uh, would become the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers if they f- decided to fire Matt LaFleur? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what the thought process is behind closed doors and, and what Rich is thought of as behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Um, he had success certainly as the interim out in Las Vegas and probably should have kept that job. The whole thing with McDaniel has just been just awful. Josh McDaniels has been a train wreck as a head coach. Uh, if anything, you hire him as the offensive coordinator. You don't hire him as, as a head coach. But Rich Basaccia really, they respected him. A lot of the guys really respected him. And I think the players on this Packers team respect him as well. A little more old school, I guess, might be the best way to put it. No nonsense. Um, he's kind of got that, he's kind of got that tough guy bravado mentality, you know, the old school, I'm going to, you know, punch you in the face and then bite your kneecaps off type of mentality. Maybe that might not be the worst way to go. It, and again, this is way down the road cause I, I don't think this is going to happen, but, um, I, I think the only way that happens, and I've said this time and again, the only way that happens is if. It seems like Matt LaFleur lost the team and the team quits. That might be the best way to put it. Uh, Thomas says our special teams haven't been special so far this year. Special how? They've given up the one return for a touchdown. Overall, the coverage hasn't been bad. The kicking game, which was so terrible in the preseason, has been perfect. Perfect since. The punting game is awesome. They had the one gaffe on the uh, the punt return for a touchdown. That I'll give you. But for the most part, it hasn't been bad. A lot of penalties. Way yeah. too many penalties. But I would agree, other yeah. than the penalties, which can you know amount over the course of a game to a lot of yards, but other than the penalties, yeah, they've been okay. Yeah. Um, it, but, but I think the biggest thing coming into this uh, season, wasn't it the, the fear that Anders Carlson was going to be terrible? You know? Totally. He was so bad in training yeah, I, camp, it would be wrong to not at least think about that a little bit. Right. I, I kind of kind of look at it that way. Um, when you look at the rank of special teams on the season, the Packers rank 28th overall. 28th in special teams. So, yeah, it's not good. And that's overall. That's taking into account because they've had a return for a touchdown against them. That's a huge, huge, huge black eye and a failing grade. Uh, like you had mentioned, the penalties. But 
Uh, I have not sat down and looked at return game, uh, average punt, average yards per punt. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe we'll we'll break that down. We got Mike Clemens coming up next, though. Maybe we'll kind of get to that at the bottom of the hour, uh, a little bit. But um, I, I will try to take a look at that because I think special teams has been better. Um, but man, I I thought my biggest concern coming into the season was going to be Anders Carlson in the the process, and. <laughs> We, that's something you really haven't had to worry about. Now, as soon as I say that, they'll miss a kick or something inside, you know, the the stadium come up on Monday night out in Las Vegas. But uh, that's the one thing that I had a concern about. The rest of it, you know, I mean, Keyshawn Nixon, the return game has not been good because Keyshawn Nixon's tried to return kickoffs and tried to, you know, make things happen the way he did last year. And it just hasn't, you know, hasn't busted one open yet with the consistency that he did last season. Um. And the punt return game has been somewhat non-existent with Jason Jaden Reed, and they have had kickoffs. More kickoffs have not been returned, as far as touchbacks go. So they've been good in that area. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I I I still like what Rich Bisacci has done. I just I don't know what it is. You know the the old adage of I like the cut of his jib, so to speak. Uh, I just do. I I just I I like what he talks about. I like the way he breaks it down. I like the. The, the respect that he seems to have inside that locker room by many. So, But, uh, again, you're talking about a, an incredibly distant, almost beyond the glimpse of, of, uh, of sight possibility of Matt LaFleur losing his job, and that's, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Mike Clemens coming up after the top of the hour. We'll talk with Mike. Maybe we'll talk with him a little bit about that as well, about how they feel inside that, uh, that, that locker room about him. Stay tuned. We still got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Mike Clemens coming up. Mike is brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, great family restaurant there as well. Call them 920-494-3441 or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Mike Clemens going to join us next on the Bill Michael Show.